Wumbo Speedrunners, Noobs and Leads, welcome once again, it's the Idiot Gamer Podcast. Welcome back once again, ladies and gents. We've got Andy in the house. Hello. And we've got Matt in the house. Hello. We're all on the pod. And how are we feeling? All pretty good, thank you very much. It is a sweltering Sunday afternoon. Or is it? It's not even Sunday, is it? It's Monday. Monday. It's bank holiday Monday. It's good times. It is clammy. It is very, very clammy. This is the sweatiest podcast we've ever done. It really is, isn't it? We're getting into the summer season. Are we prepared for this? I might have to have some kind of fan set up. Yeah, I've I've, I've optimised the through draft in my house so I can sit down, play video games. I'm next to the the, the doors open into the garden, so I feel like I'm getting the summer, but I'm just playing video games. So it's great. One major issue that I'm having, and I think, Matt, you're struggling with the same problem, is when we're playing online, wearing the headphones now, is quite a sweaty an ear sweat problem yeah, yeah I, i've got quite i've got i don't have like the big closed cup headphones like you guys have got mine, mine are quite small so i've got a bit of aeration around my lug holes yeah, yeah I've, I've got big soft uh, cans <laughs> yeah. on and they are so sweaty inside yeah. it's really really unpleasant yeah i've got that it's a bit of an issue to be perfectly honest yeah i'm, I'm going for in ear like next time until until it gets a bit more british there's no <laughs> a bit more british there's no perfect solution for the bloody headphone thing because if i have the in-ear ones they start hurting after a while yeah you also don't get full surround so i've noticed when i'm playing overwatch or fortnite i can hear in in these i can hear sort of you know people coming from behind and yeah. stuff like that whereas in the in ear it's it's very much like left and right you can't really determine where people are yeah it's not so good there's no perfect solution for these things well no. you could go outside like enjoy the sunshine no, but no that's not, not gonna happen no that sounds no. terrible doesn't it so in the news this week what 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 have we been seeing folks because i've got three exciting things that well they're not exciting but there's three things that i noticed from the news this week um, yeah, go on, you shoot because I've got I've got nothing to add. Uh, I've got I've got at least one more, but we can discuss it after. Excellent. So first thing that upset me a little bit is apparently uh, they they've remastered Dark Souls and that is now available and people are excited. They have. It, it really makes me laugh, right? Because when I first started playing video games with you guys, like all you ever did was talk about Dark Souls, and and it's been a common theme that your personal gripes against Dark Souls. <laughs> I, I I've never even seen five seconds of game video gameplay. Well, lucky <laughs> for you, whatsoever. It represents many things that I hate about gaming. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not coming at it from from a I haven't played this, I hate it. Like which I do with a lot of things, yeah. where where I make judgments without actually having experience. Perfect. I I yeah. have played Dark Souls two, and I have played Bloodborne, which might as well be a Dark Souls game. And go on. And I did not enjoy them. Well, of course you didn't. Uh, but they're not designed to be enjoyed, Matt. They're designed to be endured, which this is, is very true. different. And this is the problem I have with it. There are people who love these games, and there are some people I know who love these games. I have watched someone this weekend play through half of dark souls Get remastered. and oh, jesus I, I think it's 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 quite good to watch someone play it but it makes me realize how little i want to play those games because to to give you an idea andy imagine um a third person game that's not open world it's it's very it's almost quite linear in terms of the way it guides you through mm-hmm. there's no map so you can get massively lost Okay, and it, all of the enemies are hard as nails, designed to be hard as nails. That's that, that's what it is. That that sounds horrible. Yeah, it well, is. The, the problem I have with it is that it's got this reputation for being this incredibly designed game and all these brilliant enemies, but in reality, it's just got a shit camera 
and a bunch of enemies that attack you in ways you can't understand. Yeah. So obviously they're hard. Yeah, and then absolutely. and then all you do is you see like people who find a way to like cheese the enemy into a corner so he can't move anymore. Indeed. And then they like hack it in for ten minutes. Like yeah, fucking brilliant. Cheese yeah, that yeah, guy. Indeed. That's uh, that's rubbish. That does sound rubbish. So so one of the arguments that the guy I was watching was making was that um, the interesting thing about it, and I'm I'm doing the air quotes thing like like an asshole, but yeah. um, uh, <laughs> is that the game doesn't actually level your character up very much. So by the time you finish the game, your character is only sort of two or three times more powerful. Your sense of progression comes from you getting better at the game. Oh, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, indeed. But Get out. my argument is, if a game's hard, I'd rather it was a platformer or something. Look, the only thing that Dark Souls is good for is when that fella one-broed it by playing on a set of bananas. Yeah, indeed. That was the only thing it was worth being alive yeah, for. Yeah, kudos then, to that There man. we go. Well done, banana chap. We should, however, make Andy play it at least once. Well, that would be a good series for the for the YouTube channel. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I agree. We'll force Andy to play it. I will do it as long as somebody furnishes me with a free. Co- is it on PlayStation? Yeah, yeah, yeah they give me a free yeah, copy yeah, yeah, yeah. of it on PlayStation, okay. and I will, I will I will stream some for the for the YouTube channel. Definitely. Okay, okay. Nice. maybe we'll get onto that. We'll, so, we'll sort that out. <laughs> yeah. Apart from the, me being annoyed at Dark Souls, then and there was another uh, release this week, which was David Cage's. Uh, become human or uh, what detroit's become human yeah right now we had a little bit of a chat about david cage games the other day yeah Qu- uh, quantic dream yes. is his studio yeah so it's been released now and none of us have purchased it why is this matt i had it on pre-order i cancelled my pre-order because they'd put a um review embargo in i i genuinely will cancel a pre-order if because I've generally got an opportunity to cancel my pre-order by the time I've seen the reviews. Yeah. But I want to pre-order it because I think, oh yeah, I want that. By the time the reviews uh, came out, I did not want to refresh that order because a lot of the reviews were very positive of it. Yes. But they were saying that the story for it was uh, rehashes of things that had done it better. You know, AIs that, that are effectively being, being sort of abused for being AIs. I mean, the, the clear point there is blade runner where they get called skin jobs and stuff yeah, like that um, sex. yeah and there was also a bit of criticism that they could have used it to say something a bit more interesting politically so the idea that it could have been you know uh, a, a sort of indicator of racial tensions in america and things like that yeah but that they completely bailed on that idea and it doesn't actually say anything very interesting it just happens but they were saying the gameplay is lovely now my view is that's a narrative game yeah. A narrative game, the story should be amazing and the gameplay can get away with being a bit wonky. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah. in my opinion, those kinds of games are only the score, the story. If they don't have the story, then, then, then they've got nothing. Um, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I didn't go for it. I just... That that style of game, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Heavy Rain briefly, just on the basis that it was kind of unique and different, yeah. and in, you know, it was its own thing. But I didn't. I did not play it anywhere near all the way through. Um, so, so I've with this, I've, I've, I've it just doesn't really appeal to me. So I'm not going to bother. You, you, it's like press X to to emotionalize. Well, it's not even that. It's like rotate your R stick to uh, like open your door. Your R stick. 
<laughs> L stick then. Do, does it come with a special peripheral? It does, yeah. Um, it's called the R stick. The David Cage yeah. R stick. Well, I, I was thinking about this earlier and I was going, imagine if a Mario Kart came out, they put a review embargo on and uh, then the reviews start coming out and it goes, oh, the story's very good, but the driving's not very good. <laughs> Just be like, no, I'm not buying that. I yeah, agree. I don't I, I don't know. I think I had, I saw the trailers and the trailers did look awesome the first one did and some of the uh some of the mocap is fucking brilliant it's some of the best mocap i've ever seen yeah. like the, the the way you see people's facial expressions is so cool mm. but then i saw the lip sync yeah. and the script and i was like oh that's so disappointing because i think one thing that that these games haven't have yet like come to terms with is the fact that if you have that really great mocap technology you don't necessarily need to do a lot of the exposition and, and script stuff that you had to do in the past. Explain the character's emotions, explain how they feel through dialogue because you couldn't show it. Whereas now, I think the actors who are involved are actually really, really good mm. and the mocap's great, so trust in that process and don't have to like have the guy look really nervous and then have him say to somebody yeah i'm really nervous yeah, yeah. you don't need it like just let it let it be let i mean it, i do, do that, that's quite probably though there's video game story writers who who are not yeah. used to a new world where they where they don't have to do the exposition if that makes sense they're still writing for an old sky old style of video yeah, game i think you're absolutely right and i think as, as as video games progress closer to movie from a product movies from a production point of view they probably need to start looking at writing from the same yeah, yeah. from the same way. But I I do agree with you about the 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 lip syncing and the way that they do mouths now is like in in games where it's been completely computer generated they look amazing. But when you've got people doing the motion capture stuff, I've noticed in a lot of games because the same thing happened with a horror game. I can't remember what it was, but where you were playing through and um you you're effectively a group of teens in the forest in a woodshed. Uh. Uh, until dawn. Until dawn. Yes. Very uh, good. The the mouths were the same on that, where they looked very, very sort of like realistic, but the mouths were horrible, and it drags me massively out of yeah. the game. It's like if you're going to do that, just every time they're speaking, have them facing away from camera, or you <laughs> yeah, know, come up holding with some holding an ice cream in front of their face or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it those, empowers because it feels naked. like they've just done the motion capture because they can do it, and it's yes. like if you're doing that, just sort the mouths out, at least animate them a little yeah. bit better. Shout out by the way, as we make a mention. For until dawn i want to throw in a little shout out to my mate jez harris who I went to school with who works for supermassive games who made that game well done uh, jez well, well done, thank jez. you jez for almost breaking my controller when <laughs> i uh almost um like basically soiled myself <laughs> and threw my controller across the room you'll so probably be very pleased with that yeah um excellent just talking i'm just talking about how like rubbishy crappy um dialogues and in, in lip syncing stuff can can destroy a game horizon zero dawn that did that for me and now i found the game i mean the the combat and stuff like that was actually really entertaining in that game and I, that was what i was most worried about and i, and I thought oh, okay but but actually i found the world a little bit boring but had the story and all of that stuff been okay it would have dragged me in it would there would have been enough in that game for me to have seen it all the way through yeah but the cutscene, the quality of the cutscenes, the quality of the dialogue, the quality of the scripting, the quality of the acting, the quality of all of those things was so shoddy, and it was just really badly put together as well. Like you know, pe- people were kind of half off screen, and there was it was re- the the dialogue in the it yeah. was really buggy and stuff. And it's just that you, doesn't you, you can't get that stuff wrong. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't get that stuff wrong. It is still very hard. I think part of the problem is that we are so conditioned to know what a human looks like when they're speaking yeah. that even the slightest thing 
out of whack is really obvious to us which is why sci-fi is is really good because you don't know what an alien's going to look like you don't know what these monsters mm-hmm. whatever going to look yeah, like yeah. so it's much easier to believe funnily enough but whenever you see a human done slightly wrong it's so obvious yeah just to go back to what Andy was saying about Horizon Zero Dawn, I haven't played it. I have seen people play it. I, I am going to pick it up when it's cheaper because I, I, I've been told it's very good. However, the, one of the things that I just started laughing at when I was watching her playthrough was the fact this is about, like, you know, mechanicai... I don't even know what the word what, is. What was it about? Me- mechanized. mechanized. <laughs> yeah. Let's go for mechanized. Um, creatures, you know, it's, it's all about technology taking over, all that sort of stuff. And all of the characters had names that were related to metal, like there was someone called Alloy and there was someone called <laughs> Rust, and it was so cheesy. Yeah, and I was just okay. like, come on, no one cares whether like, I know what you've done, but don't yeah, do we, it. We get it, we get it's it. Especially all serious. I, I will only take that seriously if that is a comedy game and they've gone they've called them that. So. <laughs> right. And it really is not that. No. It, no. it takes itself quite seriously. It's quite sincere, game. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which is not, not things that generally appeal to us no <laughs> in other news this week uh, the solo film was released now i don't think any of us have seen it yet no nope. nope. i'm hoping to go this week i'm worried is why i wanted to bring it up on the pod because i am concerned that it's going to be a bit shit because the reviews have not been great mm-hmm. and the kind of stuff that people have been saying has been upsetting me a little bit they've been saying like oh you know it's a fine action movie but it's really got nothing to do with star wars it doesn't feel like a star wars movie i'm concerned Right, so I mean, the, the the first problem was them choosing to do Han Solo's backstory. Yeah. Right, I mean, of all of the characters in Star Wars, where that was not necessary, why do we need a backstory we, we for not, everyone? Well, we don't exactly, and and of all of the characters that didn't need one, it's him. It is all told. It's all kind of unspoken stuff, and it's like little little nods to stuff in the past, like you know the the Kessel Run in less than twelve parts. Are we going to actually that, fucking of, see that? Now? I have no idea. Well, I don't know, and I don't want to hear spoilers. I don't. I, I honestly don't know. But but like all of that stuff. And like you know, how he won the Millennium Falcon, all of that stuff is hinted yeah. on, and I love that stuff. It's kind of that kind of that those hidden depths and those hidden layers in his character. What which went down him... on Chewbacca's fiftieth <clears throat> birthday party? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We don't need to know. We don't need to know all that. And and so so it was utterly wrong for that. And I said that the second they chose him as their character, I said, "Fuck it, I'm not going to watch that." Yeah. I, I, if it feels like an insult against against the whole yes. the, the, the the best character of the whole fucking well, apart from maybe Leia, but like and and it just it just it just really annoyed me. And you're right. I mean, by the sounds of things, it hasn't been terrible. Right. Um, but I think it is just fairly a lightweight action film. Um, I mean, I've I've heard mixed mixed. I've heard some people say they absolutely loved it. I've heard some people say that's all right. I'm excited to see Donald Glover, who I believe is about to enter into like a, a golden period of success, especially being that he's a fantastic actor. We've seen him in a lot of good comedy films, and now he's getting into some, maybe some more serious roles. But also that his musical side, Childish Gambino, just released an amazing song with one of the best videos I've seen. Uh, so I'm excited to see him because I think he's he's a he's a guy that's going to be pretty special over the next few years. I agree. Um, I I have no desire to see this film. This is the first Star Wars film that has been out in the cinema while I've been at cinema going age that I have no desire to see um, in terms of I'll, that's I'll a see, sad statement I'll, I'll, I'll see it when it comes out in Netflix or whatever but I'm not going to go to the cinema and see it imagine I, that a Star Wars film you don't want to go I know. and see especially well, when it's got the Millennium Falcon in which is yeah. just amazing but I agree with you about Donald Glover I yeah. think um, 
I would have been more interested if it was a Lando film. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. like Andy said, there's absolutely <laughs> nothing left to say about Han Solo at all, or Chewbacca for that matter. A Lando um, film would have been great. We were, we were teased maybe with a Boba Fett film. That uh, would have been fine I'm, also. That's the next one, apparently. I'm excited for that. That's much better because I, he's I a character know. that... I, they, he was destroyed by the prequels for me. I can't take him seriously well, anymore. I, I, it, we all ignore the prequels. If you just take the original um, three films as canon, yeah, yeah. a Boba Fett backstory would be great. Yeah. Um, but... I think it would be interesting to see his childhood, see what made him like that. But I don't think Disney are capable of doing the film that they need to for... Um, Is he going to be South African Boba again? Fett? I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> it needs to be... I mean, a Boba Fett backstory's got to be dark. It's got to be sinister. It's got to be troubled. He's got to be not some kid going, Woohoo! Come on, Dad, let's shoot him again! Yeah. Yippee! Oh, God. <laughs> that, that, that is... That, yeah, you, that, you do worry about but that. But you look at all of the characters in Star Wars that they could have done interesting standalone films for. And they shouldn't have chosen a main character. Absolutely not. No, no, they shouldn't. Um, um, and, well, yeah. I, Admiral I, Akbar. Yes, I would, in a second. Bib Fortuna. Yeah, yeah, all, all of them. <laughs> like, even General Grievous, who was in the third one. Like, I, I'm more interested... He was actually a surprisingly cool character, I'm interested in him as a character more than yeah. I'm interested in Han Solo's backstory. In, in the prequels, there's lots of really good character design, but... The, the, all these people just fucking chucked in oh who's this fucking robot yeah. guy with eight arms in all oh, these yeah. lightsaber I mean just like don't just invent people I'm, like, I'm gonna lend you two DVDs that have General Grievous in them and okay. they are amazing yeah 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 I mean like yeah. it's just it's just that's what but the problem with those those prequels is they were just just the people parachute oh we need oh we need a villain for this for the bridging yeah, story so let's, let's just drop Christopher Lee in shall we and like the whole Count Dooku thing was absolutely fucking garbage <laughs> <laughs> look, look. We if we wanted if we want to do a podcast about how shit the prequels are, that is not just a single <laughs> section of one podcast. That is an entire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Perhaps we should do that. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm up for um, that. But genuinely, there were two DVDs. Jenny Tartowski, who did Samurai Jack on sort of Cartoon Network, yeah. did a Clone Wars series. This isn't the CGI generated Clone Wars. This is this is animation one, and they are amazing. They are standalone little vignettes of Star Wars, and they are fantastic. Oh, I will lend it to nice. both of you. Very okay, good, lovely. Yeah, so talk about that i did have uh this idea i didn't have it i stole this idea from someone else just so we're clear but it's <laughs> awesome the idea of doing a podcast specifically about something that you just go into ridiculous detail on so for example you say we're going to review the pre- prequels but every podcast is a 10 minute chunk we're going to watch 10 minutes and then we're going to review in incredible excruciating detail those 10 minutes and then okay. next week we'll do the next 10 I'm up for that I am also <laughs> up for that that is the only way you'll get me to watch the Star Wars prequels I think that would be pretty funny and painful at the same time indeed yeah well there we go uh, Matt you said you had some other news for us I do yeah so I don't remember which podcast it was, but we talked about Donald Trump saying that games were, um, you know, responsible for yeah. violence, school shootings, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And we, we said, without a doubt, no, they're not. Some news has come out this week about a game that's in development. It seems very much like uh, money grabbing from some uh, individuals who, who I won't call them what I th- want to call them right now. Um, you can. I click the explicit button on okay. the podcast. It, it's... The game's called Active Shooter. Right. And you play as either the SWAT team or an active school shooter. Oh, get out. No. Um, no way. Is this a Steam bloody green light game? Uh, I think it, it's it's probably Kickstarter or something like that. It looks like some Who people... Who is developing this? I don't know, but 
there is a serious lack of ethics there regardless of whether you say computer games are causing you know violence all this sort of stuff yes. someone is attempting to make money out of that this is not the only subject that they shouldn't do computer games about you know can you imagine if there was one where you know you're you're a murderer and you're going around murdering children like no yeah. one would accept it so in, in effect that's what this game is I, it's generated a significant amount of bad publicity, but there are some of the usual suspects coming out and going, oh, well, if it doesn't cause, if computer games don't cause violence, what's the problem with doing this? The problem is it's unethical. Well, yeah, it's not about it's not about the psychology of the player in that case. It's about the psychology of the creator. That's that's what's Indeed. concerning in that case. And the screenshots of it, it wouldn't matter if it looked amazing, you yeah, know, if, if yeah, the graphics yeah. were... But it looks like a PS1 game. It's been knocked together to make money. It's, yeah. it's a money-making exercise off of uh, controversy. There was, there was a game a couple of years ago that caused similar controversy called Hatred, which was a game Indeed. whereby you played uh, like a, a guy that kind of flipped in a kind of falling down style and goes off shooting people. Yeah. Now, that game was treated in the same way, but actually I think they're quite different. Indeed. I, th- I think Hatred was designed to be a, uh, a almost like a tongue-in-cheek take of that type yeah, of video yeah, yeah. game right and i don't really agree with it because i don't think there's any need for that necessarily no, you can play gta and get the same thing and, and better and more funny and more, more appropriate but in this case it is entirely designed from what you've just told yeah, me yeah. entirely designed to be controversial and cause trouble uh, and that, i realize we're giving it attention by talking about it but that is true but at the same point like that is completely unethical well it me. does mean that anyone the, the few people that listen to this podcast don't do not do not download that game no <laughs> so you, then we've done something if you do then tell me you've done it next time you see me and uh, i will tell you exactly what i think of you <laughs> at the end at the end of the day if this game is ultimately just shit anyway that that that'll that'll, yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll do for it because you know be, there, there'll be all the controversy and all and, and all the hype and all of that um and then it'll come out and it'll be a fucking shit video game and nobody will buy it yeah. for that I, I assume that jim sterling will do a, a, an amusing video taking the piss out of it so that I, will make yeah. me happy yeah indeed Good, good, good. Oh, yeah, the other news this week, talking about video game journalism, as that's what we are obviously doing here. Um, a sort of uh, interesting character in the video game industry passed away this week, Total Biscuit, if you're aware of him. So this guy was a big YouTuber uh, and was, you know, he had a mixture of, of supporters and detractors, mainly because for a long time he was one of the key guys that was pushing indie games and pushing back on AAA titles and stuff like that and had a huge, huge YouTube following but then he was involved in some of the Gamergate stuff and kind of took the wrong side perhaps and made a bit of a fool of himself during that but then in the last couple of months revealed he had cancer and actually sadly passed away very, very, very very rapidly Um, and yeah, I just thought I'd mention that I mean, you know, not necessarily everyone's cup of tea but an important character I think in the uh, YouTube video game world no i'm I'm going to tread carefully obviously because there's so many emotions on both sides with regard to this um he he he'd been suffering with cancer for quite a long time it, it had been known he'd, he'd recovered and then it came back quite quite aggressively um now he he was well known as a supporter of consumer rights within within computer games um he was he was very well respected for that um, I heard a lot of the stuff around the Gamergate stuff. I don't know directly like how involved he was with it. I saw some of the harassment that some of his supporters and some of the people who were anti him were doing. I don't think there were any victories on either side with regard to that. Yeah. Um, if he was involved in any of that harassment, then then obviously you know it makes him a bit of a scumbag. However, what I would say is that since he's passed away, people that I watch online who knew him personally 
have been absolutely devastated in terms of these are people who've met him a couple of times he is fully supported i have seen two grown men break down on stream while they got the news while they're on stream um i have seen some of his friends in terms of like jesse cox and people like that like absolutely devastated with that yeah. so in terms of it he obviously had a positive impact on a lot of people's lives there may have been some negative impact as well so i'm i'm not going to give my view on where i stand with regard to that but he's obviously made an impact on both sides absolutely i think it was the co-optional podcast wasn't it that had a lot of really yeah, yeah, cool yeah. people on it and was generally seen Indeed. most people that had done the co-option podcast with him said he was a good absolutely. dude so anyway um, best wishes and, and to the old total biscuit crew yeah and obviously his wife and stuff like that so yeah exactly that's the most serious section we've ever done on the pod back to very, back very yeah. serious crikey can i have a go at the star wars prequels again please <laughs> <laughs> well i think after that we'll just take a very very quick break and then we'll come back and i'm going to quiz you boys right Right, welcome back, folks. Now I'm going to test your gaming knowledge with a game that I like to call Guess the Game. Oh, that is a snappy title. It's, got it's a only title taken now. you eight, yeah. eight episodes to come up with that. Yeah, Guess the Game. It was worth There's the no wait. jingle yet. It was I'm worth it. No, there isn't a jingle yet. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So uh, that's, you know, moving onwards, getting more professional. There <laughs> we go. Good times. Uh, so, right, let me let me give us a little bit. Well, of, until uh, me and Andy come up with the answers, that, that's yeah. the least professional well, part yeah. of the part. Right, here we go. I'm going to give you a bit of background Tetris here. Here we go. Right. Okay. How are we doing? Everybody ready? Again, yeah. that, that, that music now makes me nervous. This game was released on the PS2 in 2005. 2005. Okay, clue number two. This was the first of seven main games. Stop. Buzz. Buzz quiz? Yeah. Incorrect. Damn it. Great, great guess, though. Very nice guess. A very left field guess as well. I liked it. Seven, did you say? Yeah. Okay, the latest game. Uh, clue number three. The latest game in the series was released in 2015. 2015. Stop. Matthew Angel. Skateboard thing. Oh, what's it <laughs> called? Skateboard what's, thing. What's the man's name? Tony Hawk. Yeah. Is, is not the oh. right answer. Um, these clues are really generic. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, you, get, you get to the end. Is it, is it really obvious? obvious. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, clue the number four. The third game in the series had a mobile version. Um, hold on. Um. <laughs> okay, clue number five. Clue number five. You didn't necessarily have to use a traditional controller to play this game. Stop. No. Stop. Andy Roberts. Time crisis. Is not the right answer. Matt Angel? You got one? SSX. You stop saying snowboard games. That was a, that's snowboard. That's oh, not yeah, skateboard. Sorry, the same yeah, it's all good. Uh, clue number six. You saw people rocking out to this in stop. the arcades. Andy Roberts. The video game is um, and uh, Guitar Hero. Yay! Yay! Damn it. <laughs> Yes, well done, Guitar Hero was the correct answer, released in 2005 on the PS2. See, the reason I said SSX was uh, 
there was a controller for that where you stood on there, it and there you had was. to go back and forth and it's awful it's absolutely <laughs> awful it does sound terrible uh yes so uh, the answer was guitar hero a game that was very much uh, of its own kind when it was very first released uh and the final clue was going to be there's a south park episode taking the piss out of this game guitar queero which is a brilliant episode of south park uh yeah so guitar hero anybody play that thing yeah yeah i had i had guitar hero i had the uh, um the full kit i now, had the drum kit and everything oh really yeah yeah rock band yeah it would have been yeah now being a person that can actually play a little bit of guitar yourself yep i've always found the problem being that it's so different playing that to playing a real guitar and the timing is not like as you would expect i find it really hard to play rock band it, yes, it, yeah, it is difficult. It is, it is different. It's, it's sort of similar skill sets, isn't it? But it's, but you're, it, it gets a bit more like playing the guitar. Or in fact, it, it's much more like playing the bass than it is playing the guitar. Right. Okay. Um. And 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 I am a bassist, which 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 helps. But the that was a very strong terminology for for, for what I actually <laughs> do on a bass guitar. Um. Uh, but, but yeah. Um. But it only it only really feels like you're actually playing it when you actually get to the higher levels, uh, higher levels of difficulty. So if you ramp it up to very difficult, yeah, then you are st- you starting to if you're starting to feel a little bit more like you're playing like a solo or something like that. Yes. Um obviously it still doesn't work with chords and stuff, but um, but but you you, know, you should, sometimes you are like holding two or three of the keys oh, down okay, and stuff. Okay. So so in more difficult levels of difficulty, it starts feeling a bit more like it, yeah. but. Um, so I, like, I did enjoy rock band, yeah. and I've had some very humorous times. So after you have a few drinks around at a house party and get the rock band out, it's pretty good. Speaking of someone who cannot play a guitar because I've got no hand-eye coordination, I can say that not being able to play the guitar prepares you very well for not being able to play guitar. <laughs> <very well. laughs> Sounds about right. Well, well done, folks. And that nicely leads us into this week's top five. Now, if you boys had been using your noggins... Yeah, no, I I, I caught that. That's why yes. I went in with time crisis. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. I also went in with buzz. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, very nice. Yeah, good work. So you're paying attention, which I very much appreciate. Uh, moving into this week's top five, we're going to go for top five peripherals. Now, this is a bit of a left field one. It is, it, it is, and I had to have a put, I had to put some thought into this one actually. I yeah, know. I didn't. No, okay. uh, Matt, yeah, you straight away. Oh, well, I know what his is. So um. now I'm I'm trying to remember just a weird one. Wasn't there a version of Donkey Kong where you actually had a pair of bongos? You're right. Yes. Yeah, there that was. you would use yes. as a controller. Uh, and you had Samba de Amigo with the uh, oh, Maracas very as well. Good. So the, the, that, that kind of shit's pretty cool. ones are always quite fun. So. Would, would Rock Band or uh, Guitar Hero get onto this list for you guys? No, I forgot it existed. Yeah, do you know oh. what? I mean, I, it didn't make it on my list, but you're absolutely right. They, they, that is, a com- they, they completely changed. I mean, what they do, very clever of them because yeah. they, they made, a, made a way of selling quite expensive hardware to go along with a fifty pound game, yes. um, and you could then add more because you could you could theoretically play with I think two guitars and a drum yeah. kit. So that was you know like thirty quid for you know probably more forty Certainly quid for each band, guitar. You like, could have a vocalist, yeah, guitarist, yeah. bass, and drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and, and also they were some of the first peripherals that were actually okay. Like yeah, the yeah, physical yeah. item was not a piece of shit. No, you're right. They were well. They were very well put together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the 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 drum kit you could properly hammer it. it was, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember once actually trying uh, trying to hook it up 
um, via USB to my laptop nice. to then try and like lay down some beats nice. and stuff. No um, well, it was all right, but the, the, there was there was too much of a delay. There was like a yeah, like a fraction yeah, of a yeah, second yeah. delay between the strike and, and it firing off the sample. And because you're using USB and stuff, you yes. need to use MIDI for that kind yeah, of thing, exactly. really. Um, so yes, it, 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 it took me about a day <laughs> to, to, to to find out. <laughs> that, a great use of time. Yeah, to find out that a um, it didn't really work very well, and b just to expose my hideous lack of ability on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it was uh, Bertrand Russell who said, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted Oh, time. no, I didn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite phrases, though, because I think it justifies playing video games. Yes, for like uh, absolutely. Hours, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Matt, give us your first one for the, for the top five. Right. Uh, how many am I allowed? You're allowed two. I'm allowed two, right. Yeah. My first one, I've already mentioned, uh, it's the buzz controllers. Yes, they are really good. Like I, I'm annoyed because I, I thought about it the other week and I was like, I'd really like to like you know play buzz with with Kelly. You know, we can sit on the sofa. She loves a, a quiz on the thing. You know, you've got a big red button that you press to yeah. buzz in, and then you've got the four choices buttons. Yeah, fantastic. You could buy loads and loads of different games that had questions and stuff like that. They don't make them anymore. It's, uh, they, it's they haven't done a PS4 version, and that's really disappointing. I, so. I suppose it's moved to mobile a lot yeah. of those games now. But the big, but having the physical buzzer really yeah. made you feel like you're in a game no, show. Brilliant, and and the fact yeah, that the game cool. the game came packaged with four of them, so it didn't expect you to buy like two and then like buy yeah. the extra ones. It gave you know what this is a four player game. That, go up to his four controllers fantastic yeah, very nice just just to leap in there and in, in, give an honourable mention this isn't a peripheral itself but the the evolution of that kind of game so these kind of couch co-op party games or yeah, yeah. these, these kind of party games where everybody just logs in on their own phone yeah. they don't have to install anything you just go to a URL yeah. or whatever and then you play all of that. I'm trying to think of some of the games that you can get on that. But but they are yeah. but they're really really innovative and uh, they're really good. For... Quiplash does it. Yeah, doesn't yeah. It? yeah yeah yeah. No, I think they're really cool. And it is a great idea because that's a way to involve people. Without you, don't have to get controllers out. Everyone yeah, can do yeah, it yeah. straight away. It's really very cool. Fantastic. But having a big button that you can yeah, push yeah, right yeah. is amazing. So, <laughs> exactly. so yeah, that's that's my first. The one. buzz controllers are on the list. Andy, what do you got for us? Um, I've actually got quite a few. If we're only going to have two, I'm just going to quickly check my list and make a quick choice. Matt, choice. what's your second one? Right, my second one is going to get Andy angry. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I am, I am all behind this. Right, I, okay. I, I, I mock it because okay. it's because it's stamp collecting so, in video so, game form. Right. Uh, at the risk of having a Dreamcast thing on every single top five that, that we do, um, it's yep. the fishing rod controller for Sega Bass <laughs> Fishing. Now. Actually, see, I'm I'm not a big. I I don't enjoy fishing. I'm I'm I don't enjoy eating fish. Therefore, I don't get anything out of it. I don't enjoy <laughs> sitting in the rain. Uh, I I think rivers smell. I think fish smell. I'm I'm not good with wiggly fish that are about to dead and whacking them on the head. Like, but sitting there in your room, throwing a a fake uh, <laughs> fishing rod and using the reels and all catching it and it's got a bit of vibration function. Fantastic. Also, you could yeah. use this to play Soul Calibur, <laughs> which is amazing. So that someone someone figured cool. out that actually it was compatible, and you only had to use um, the the D pad to move around, and then you could just swing your sword. <laughs> the only thing you couldn't do was block, which I never did on Soul Calibur anyway. Oh, so so loved it, absolutely really well made. Um, didn't get the best like in terms of it was compatible with Soul Calibur. You didn't yeah. want to play Soul Calibur with it, and it was compatible with Sega Bass Fishing. But Very it was nice. it was fantastic. Very that, nice. That sort of leads me on to a story about my choice. Um, Go and, on. and and my my choice is not going in the list because it was good. Is it bananas because you played Dark Souls? Yeah, on it? no. <laughs> um, no, it's not going in the list because it was good. It's going into the, li- the list because it was an incredible piece of of 
salesmanship from Nintendo, where they right. basically took. Do you remember? Do you remember the really skinny kind of? I think they called it the Zapper, the really skinny gun that you got with yeah. the, the, with the oh, NES yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you yeah, played yeah, yeah. Duck Hunt with. Yeah. Um, they they basically got one of those, put significantly more plastic around it, um, and then turned it into the Nintendo Super Scope, yes. Yes. which was yeah, a yeah, yeah. sixty dollar, but I think seventy pounds. I think it was a lot more expensive over here. Mm. Seventy pound, basically, really cheap light gun. It was really cheap and plasticky. It, it just it just had form because it was fucking massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and all the only difference between it in the Zapper is the fact that it had all of the Super Nintendo buttons on it. So the one, two, three, four, five, six buttons on it um, yeah. to do various things. But most of them were just like pause or, you know, or do other things. Um, but that led to one, one thing that you could do it is you could play any Super Nintendo game with the Super oh, Scope yes, because it cool. technically had all of the buttons on yes, it. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, a, friend, a friend of mine, um, at, we used to have really very competitive games of, of um, Street Fighter 2 and, and, and a friend of mine actually beat his mate playing Street <laughs> Fighter 2. So he was play, One guy was just on a controller wow. the other guy was on the Super Scope. That is <laughs> shameful. <laughs> I want to see someone play NBA Jam on that. Yeah. It'd be <laughs> that is shameful behaviour. Oh dear, but he never let, let that one down. No, no, well, no, but you know, he, oh. he was also. Well, actually, no, I can't say that because Matt's right. here. I was going to say a Swindon easy. fan, but there we go. Oh, that's a shame. It's fine. I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Andy, what have you got for us? Well, well number four, because I'm going to do number five. Okay. Um, do you know what? I'm going to. I did. Does does a standard controller for a for a uh, for a console count? I'm not sure because no, we might okay, do a top right. five controls. Okay, all right then. I won't, I won't. I won't do that one then. Um, in which case, I'm actually going to. I'm actually going to say. Um, I'm going to say it's quite a boring suggestion, but I'm going to say the Wii Fit oh. because good shout. Be, because the Wii came out and it was super innovative, and it suddenly got everybody playing video games together. Families coming in playing video games together that they'd never done before. Yeah. My parents had one; they played play video games, um, and they, but suddenly they could were, do Diane Udall's fitness challenge. Yeah, and they were playing video yeah. games with each other, and all of their friends coming around and doing all of that. And then the Wii Fit opened it up to it, and like suddenly you had people. You had your like profile on there, so you can do your exercise, and it would track your exercises and stuff that you were doing, and. And it just it just it added like a, an, a another really clever additional kind of dimension to what was already an incredibly well put together, well innovative, like fantastic console. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 honestly, I think it was excellent. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I I, I actually forgot it existed, <laughs> even though I found one in our spare room of a nice. few weeks ago. Um, but it it truly did change because everyone had a Wii at that point, and the Wii was like wonderful, but that changed it from something that was you you had it and you play it but it was mainly your kids consoles to like adults would buy them just just so they could have the Wii Fit yeah so. fair enough well there it goes on the list and uh, finally I'm going to add to the list this was not good in any way well no it was good it was innovative and it's very clever but it was associated to a lot of very bad games and that is the Xbox Connect. now what's that the it's Xbox Connect basically dance in front of your Xbox. It was a little camera that you got with the Xbox, probably right. about I don't know six, seven years ago. When that Xbox, when the uh, was it on the three hundred and sixty? I believe it still exists on the basis that you it was can, on the three hundred and sixty. Don't you still wave at your Xbox or something to turn you, it yeah, on you, or something? Well, they used to package it with the Xbox One, but now no longer. 
it's out because people were not plugging them in. So this is sorry, just to interrupt. This this is the thing that the, the PlayStation then tried to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. with, they, with yes. those sticks yeah, with yeah, the little yeah, balls yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the cool okay. thing about the Xbox Connect was that you didn't need any peripheral. You no. just stood in front of it, and that's what was cool. And it was worth it for like just dance uh, and all other forms of just dance <laughs> <laughs> because that was actually really really cool uh, and it would just it would basically just video you and it would just take you know contrast points wherever your hands finished and your legs finished or whatever uh, and map you onto the thing and then you would uh, repeat the dance moves and stuff but it was really cool and it was super simple versus all those other ones where you had to carry a controller or calibrate it in some way the connect you just plugged it in and just did it but it's mostly worth it for the terrible Star Wars Connect game <laughs> Okay. Which included a section where you would play as like uh, one of those like massive uh, rancors, yeah, and you would just walk around your living room like Aah! just waving your arms around, trashing Moss Eisley or whatever. It was brilliant. That's that 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 makes me think, and we haven't nobody's played on it yet. Is it makes me think of the the, the robot thing for Nintendo Labo. Oh yeah, exactly. Because because yes. that looks like that kind. Of, it, yeah. it might be amazing fun. Um, but I think for, it would be if you played with kids. Basically, I think yeah. it'd be really good. But what we what I might do, I might link into the description uh, a video that Angry Joe did where they played Xbox Connect with that Star Wars game. And it's okay. fucking hilarious. <laughs> so that is our top five list. We have the Buzz controllers, the Sega Bash fishing rod, the Nintendo Super Script, the Wii Fit, and the Xbox. Connect. How about that, fellas? Sounds pretty good. Yep. Another fantastic top five to add to the list. And now moving on towards the final section of the show, we're going to talk about what we've been playing this week. And I can tell you first up that I have been playing and finishing God of War. You finished the story mode, Dan. I have finished the story right. mode. I mean, you need to talk at some point. It's very Andy's good. Around, yeah. It's very, very good. It, it really is. It has, uh, it has an excellent story. Uh, it has some pretty cool characters. It's short. It's shorter than I maybe of light. I mean, I could have done another world. Put it that way. Before I finished, I could have done one more world. I agree. I'm looking forward to the sequel. It's left me wanting more. What I did realise, though, as you're looking at the... This is not really a spoiler, but there's a big wheel where you can travel to different worlds. And it's set in the uh, it's set in the uh, sort of Nordic gods thing. So you have, yeah. like, Jodenheim and Asgard and Midgard yeah. and all this stuff. You only travel to, like, three or four of them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're all going to be DLC. It's like a wheel of DLC. That's, that uh, one's £7. I, I think they're saving pounds. stuff for the second game, I think. I don't know. Games last a long time these days. I think those worlds might be locked unlocked with DLC going forward. I, I would not. not be surprised. I, I don't want any DLC for it. I want a full game. Well, good luck with that. Well, it doesn't mean that the game you played isn't full. The DLC is on top. Uh, no, don't want <laughs> <laughs> what so even if for a small price if they do any or if it's free how about that if they do any story DLC I'm unhappy yeah. well even if it's free yeah I don't, I don't know how you do story DLC for that what do you mean you have like it's like season one and then season two starts and then you then you play through season two no the, they need to do this continue the story in the second game that's what they need to that do that is harsh what, so no, you don't want any even no. free story DLC for any game? No, no story You're DLC. You're a madman. Well, <laughs> and, and, and do we know that they are doing a direct sequel? Because what if they just if the sequel takes I, off into a different world? I'd be extremely surprised if they didn't have a sequel to it. Yeah, I just, I would just, uh, it, it, their business model might be to go. Well, our sequel game, we'll, we'll, we'll charge up and we'll spend four or five years doing a proper sequel, which yeah. is taking it into a different world. And in the meantime, we'll drip feed some DLC um, out I, for people over the next two or three years. The only thing I don't understand is how you do story DLC for that, what based based on the the way that that ends. What do you mean? 
I can't. Well, you've I got can't. you've got characters in a world. They do stuff, and there's a story associated. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you yeah. know, you don't. No, not nothing has a. You know, most stories don't have a basic beginning, middle, and end. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Okay. You know. Look I'm, at, look I'm, at, I'm I'm not convinced, but but we'll see. Well, what I, I just yeah, I don't know what you mean because there's obviously you've got characters in a world they can do anything they want. There's all kinds of options for stories, right? They're not both dead. No spoiler, but they're not both dead. That kind of is a spoiler. Well, it is a spoiler, but you know, it's unlikely they're both going to die. Uh, so they could go off and do stuff. You know, I I I don't think you should have story content that is additional to to a main game. That that's my view because I think I think potentially. DLC should be a choice in purchasing it, um, and that shouldn't be part of the story, in my view. But but, but surely, surely a sequel's your choice to buy. With Indeed, buy I, sequel I agree, I agree. But I don't think that DLC for a game. Right. Well, be. if they release free DLC, you have to say now on the pod that you will not play it. Free <laughs> DLC. I will. Six hours of free right. DLC. You're not going to play it. I you will have to play say it. Free DLC. Get out. <laughs> Get out. I'm I may even buy it. the DLC, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> no. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Right. Anyways, well there we go. Crikey, controversial stuff. Uh, but yes, Andy, it's worth playing. It's very, very good. And don't get upset if they release free DLC. <laughs> uh, I will get around to it at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yes, so what have you been up to, Andy? Um, I've been uh, I've a couple of little bits and pieces. Uh, played a bit of Overcooked, Couch Co-op oh, Overcooked, nice. which, is, um, uh, which was, is still good fun. Still yeah, really funny. Um, uh, mostly, though, over the last week since the last episode, I've been playing Far Cry 5. Oh yeah, which you nicked after the pod last week. Yes, and, and how is it? I don't hate it. You don't hate it? No, no. It. I actually, I, I'm really enjoying. It. I, th- I think I will get bored of it before the end. I, th- I think I will. Um, I've, I've just literally as of this morning completed like the first third because it's kind of set up in right. three kind of areas, if you like. Yes. Um, to liberate, and I've liberated the first of the three. Can um, I? Can I ask a little question? There's a slight spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I don't care. Um. What did you make of those bits where you get like taken? You get marked and you get taken. What did you think of those bits that forward the story? Um, I found initially I was like, oh fuck, have I ruined this? Have I, have I ruined my game here? And then I realised, oh no. Um, th- thankfully for for me, both of those occasions that happened in that first third, it was very quick because I'm shit at video games. Yeah. Um, uh, had I spent ages fighting those people and then been taken, I yeah. would have been really miffed. Yes. Um. So, um, uh, I, I'm never a fan of that kind of thing because you feel like you're, it's being taken out of your control a little bit. Um. But I, in a way, that's why I quite liked it okay. because in an open world thing, sometimes you don't forward the story fast enough and you end up boring yourself because yeah, you're off possibly. doing other missions. Yeah. And I quite like the the idea that, oh, I've been searching for fucking herbs for the last hour yeah. and then it's like, fuck you, I'm going to put you back in the story. I thought that was quite good. I do wonder, I, I mean, I, I didn't put any thought into when it happened, but I'm sure there must be some kind of trigger in the, in the, the you get to a certain point after which maybe you've got a certain number of the kind of resistance points or whatever I don't, I don't know yeah. there must be some kind of trigger for it but um but it is really clever how they can kind of piece all of that stuff together and the the stuff that feels like story missions 
but are actually just technically side missions. Yeah. You can take or leave them, and they still fit in regardless of when you play them. Um, it's it's really well constructed in that respect. I, I, I've enjoyed a lot of the story, uh, particularly a lot of the kind of the fringe story. Um, some of the slightly crackpot kind of like the, yeah, you know, the, the preppers and people like cool, that. Yeah, because yeah. um, it, it started feeling a little bit like kind of the fun stuff on GTA because yeah. because there was it was there there was a, there was enough thought and kind of um, thought and care and and a, a good slice of humor going into a lot of the additional kind of peripheral stuff in it um yeah. I, I really like the bad guys in it i, I yes, think they I, are I, good, the they? whole thing is set up really really well i think there's there's there is a lot to like about that game um i've lasted much much longer in this one than i have in any far cry game before it also they even though you're still doing the same thing they've managed to make it bigger in scope so you don't feel like you're just you've got a massive a, a massive bewildering world world where you i've got jesus christ i've got to go and click go to this icon do all of this stuff and and look how fucking big the map is because <laughs> because each of the each of the kind of the little bits you're doing are big enough and they take long enough that even though it's a massive sprawling game it isn't they haven't gained quantity by just chucking loads and loads and repetitive okay. stuff in i guess that's what i'm saying what yeah. we were saying before when we were chatting about open world games is they They've dressed the story around the missions, if yes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And they've so it, it it's a lot better in that respect. However, I do think I I, I think I'm going to get bored before the end. It's taken me quite a long time just to do that first third, but we'll see. I am very surprised. you're, yeah, so, you're so positive about it. To be honest, would you have enjoyed it as much if you paid for it? Um, honestly, don't honestly don't think that has. Bearing. A bearing okay. on, on okay. how my enjoyment of games. I maybe, think you'd still hate know. it, even okay. if you got it for free, right? If you didn't like it, you'd still. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm just thinking there's some games that I, I, when I borrow them, I, I because I've not got that. Yeah, I true. don't feel like I've wasted my money on something. No, it, that it, is sometimes true. I forgive things that I wouldn't do rather. But yes, I, I've been yeah. playing it more or less solidly okay. since I picked it up, so I, I think that is that that speaks highly of the game I, I think it's decent i do think it's decent yeah. you know it's, it's it's got face it's a bit it's not perfect but yeah. but yeah no, no fair play I'm, I'm i'm very impressed with it nice and matthew what's been going on in your world uh more the, magic a uh, yeah a bit more magic a bit of uh fortnite bit of overwatch um but uh the only different thing i've been playing has been uh on the switch uh Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Wow. <laughs> now that sounds like something. Right. It's a stretch goal on another game. So what? uh let me get his name right. <laughs> Koji Igarashi. So he okay. was the original producer of um uh Castlevania. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh Konami decided they didn't want to do two D Metroidvania games anymore. So okay. they're not making a Castlevania game in that mould. Um, so he he kickstarted a, a new style of that. So effectively, it's just like a new Castlevania game called uh, Bloodstained Ritual of Blood, I think it is, or something like that. It's a lot of blood related. Yeah. But this was on Kickstarter, and, and that the the graphics on it look phenomenal, and it looks so good. But that's due out later in twenty eighteen. Very goth. No. It is. It is. But so was Castlevania. <laughs> yes. But true. Um, I love Castlevania games. So I love I'm, the Castlevania cartoon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. It's yeah. Very good. Um, but as part of the stretch goals, uh, was that he was going to do a, a sort of 8-bit, 16-bit, like, um, sort of mini sort of 
Bloodstain game, and and effectively what he's done is it looks exactly like a SNES game. Oh, nice, uh, sort of nice. I don't like pixel art generally, like retro style pixel yeah. art, just for the sake of it. But the fact that this is is a precursor to what he's going to be doing with Ritual of uh, no Ritual of Blood. Um, I'm I'm very excited for the other game. This one I've just been playing because it's like a Castlevania game, and it's quite nice. It's, Sounds very cool. It, it's well done because it's by the same guy who did Castlevania. It's very similar to Castlevania. Yeah. I wish it wasn't pixel art, but <laughs> at least it's given me the idea that the game, the other game that comes out, which is going to look beautiful, yeah. is going to have the good gameplay as well. So cool. Very nice. And so that will lead us on to the very final part of the show. Uh, this used to be the Overwatch section. We're going to talk about Fortnite, though. Because yeah. we don't, we're not really playing the Overwatch. We played a little bit the other day. I'm still very confused. It's all getting very confusing. There's so many changes now. I can't really keep track of them. I had I had a good morning this morning with it, um, and it does seem like um, old. What's her name? The new character, Brigitte. Brigitte has become meta, so she's in almost every. I just like, don't. I just thing. can't get it anymore. Like I learned the core like five or six characters that I know, yeah. and now I just can't deal with it. And any character that's had a major change like mercy or something if i just drop into mercy and i've got no fucking idea what i'm doing anymore yeah. i really don't feel i don't feel as connected to the game as as i once did like when we were playing no but uh, after like 300 hours you're not going to feel as connected are you so yeah yeah it's fair enough uh so what's been going on in Fortnite? there's been a fair few new bits and bobs right um just to report to all of our yeah. listeners i uh you now have we've spoken about this before that you are now a fully paid member paid up member of the bourgeoisie yeah, yeah. i am yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah you've defied your working class roots and paid for a yeah. season pass well you know what happened was i took consensus from my from my communist brothers <laughs> and they decided that if i was really going to be equal to you guys the only way was for me to uh, pay the man. It's very disappointing. And you've become a, you've become, I think, as, as as Matt Holland put it, you've become a complete challenge whore as well, haven't yeah. you? Well, <laughs> you know, it does. I must admit, the funny thing is that it's not actually the uh, skins and all the other stuff. It's actually the challenges yeah. that, that are worth paying yeah. the subscription for, just because it gives you another angle in the game. It does. Although I, I found that it changes it a little bit too much because we'll often go all. Oh, you know, you you guys will go. Oh, let's go to here so we can get our loot boxes. And I'm just like going. Yeah. Let's not go there. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> it's like it's almost like yes. the challenges are forcing the way that we're playing now. They which, are. Which but is the good games are short. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I would I would say you should play the challenges on your own. I, yeah, yeah. I, I really I really think you should play the challenges on your own. I think I never play on my own ever. No. But no. there are times as well yeah. where you guys are all going after a thing, and I I just like going. I've still got one of those loot boxes <laughs> back on week one, and you guys are going. Well, we're not going there. We've all done our week well, one. Well, we could, you oh, could just one. screw the squad over and just go and yeah, do yeah, the yeah. challenges. <laughs> I, I've done that before. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I find I never play my own. I I just don't really don't. The only thing that interests me about that is playing the co-op. I've got no like I'm the solo big, matches. I'm stuff. a big fan of the solo. Oh, yeah, I, I like the solo it. stuff. Can't um, like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I. I I play, I play it less at the moment just that's because uh, that's only because I've got lots of other games yes. on the go at the moment yeah, yeah. and when we first picked Fortnite up I wasn't playing anything so I was playing it on my, on my own a lot yeah, yeah. Um, but it, yeah it's still good fun but what I don't do is I don't drop into squads when I'm on my own no, if that makes either. sense yes fair point there's yeah, no yeah, point yeah. yeah if I was going to play my own I'd play solo for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's been a few other weird weird things that have happened there were some new weapons right there's the gold there's the gold burst uh, assault now which is pretty cool uh, there's the jetpack which jet. has arrived, and there's some controversy about another jet 
pack, right? That was released. Yeah. So, so this is so. So, Epic announced that they've they are going. That there's going to be a, a wave of uh, of new backpack items yeah. that that come into the game. Um, they're they're still playing around with a load of them. So, the jetpack was the first one. That's the obvious one. Um, and it's really quite good fun actually as well. The jetpack. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't give you a massive added advantage because you can't aim down your weapon when you're in the air and stuff like that. So, right. it it doesn't massively kind of uh, op the person with the jetpack on, but it's, it helps you with maneuverability and stuff. Um, but but one of the ones, and this is something they were actually just trialing, um, was uh, a backpack which shows you where the final, the center of the final circle is going to be. Is that right? Well, I don't think it was the final one. I think it's the next circle. Ah, okay. I, th- I think potentially it's going to show you where the next circle is going to be. Right. So, okay. Um, I don't know if it's single use, but but I, I quite like the idea of a single use one that does something like that. It takes yeah. up a slot in your inventory, gives you something interesting, but you have to give up a gun for it. So nice. Yeah, I think the um, and, and if it is as you say, if it, if it is that you choose to use it, it i.e., that it tells you where the next circle is going to be, your the tactics of choosing when to use that, oh, yeah, then yeah, yeah, suddenly yeah. massively comes in. Yeah, do we, yeah, do, we yeah, do it now or cool. do we do it? Do we wait till later on to do it? That's quite cool. I think my my general feeling would be that you would instantly use it. Go, guys, this is where the next circle is going to be, and you drop it and you get a gun, or you wait until you need that slot. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless the circle was just about to close in on you. And you oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In which case you wait 20 seconds yeah, and you yeah. use it. So. Yeah. Right then, lads, before we disappear, Matt, maybe you can dig into the mailbag. Because I think we had a couple of questions we, coming in we, this we, week. We had a couple viewers. of video game questions, but they're all from my friends, so they're all designed to taunt Andy. So, oh, okay, uh, good. Well, let's just, let's just do a couple <laughs> of quick questions. Why are your friends trying to taunt me? I, I don't, don't know. Normally it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Normally they would take anyone's side but me. So, um, right, Matt's just dipping his right. hand deep into the bag. Uh, the first one, yeah, uh, and I don't think I've shared this one with you guys. Uh, is why is Toe Jam and Earl the best Mega Drive game? Oh, Toe Jam and Earl was pretty cool. And I have a prediction on my WhatsApp for what Andy is going to say. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is 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 it is the prediction I've ever played it? I, I, my prediction was it's not because uh, Micro Machines oh, is, right. is uh, and uh, I just said this one would make Andy talk about bloody Micro Machines again <laughs> um, no I, no, I never played it's Toe a Jam, bit no. weird to was be it, honest it was good though the it was good but it's the characters fucking were good. weird yeah it was really weird uh, my favourite game on the Mega Drive was maybe Mickey Mouse Castle Illusions which was very very cool Apart yeah, from it's, Sonic. It's, I was about to say Sonic the Hedgehog. For it's, me. Yeah. It's, it's no, it's no Micro Machines Two Turbo Tournament. Though, All right. is it? No, no. What else you got? <laughs> right. Uh, next one. <laughs> Who would win in a rumble between Streets of Rage and Golden Axe? Streets of Rage, hands down. Well, I'd, yeah. I'd pick up a fully roasted chicken. <laughs> okay. Are we talking about a fight between the characters? This is what I can't understand: the oh. characters in them or the games themselves. Either way, Streets of Rage wins. Really? Yeah. Well, well, you could have fire-breathing dragons on Golden Axe. That is true, but you don't have a really high kick that goes above the, the height of your own head. Okay, so we're, I'm outvoted on this where it's Streets of Rage 3, right? I just fucking love Streets of Rage. 2. Well, 2, yeah. 2 two's the best yeah, one. Yeah, 2 is the best one. I thought yeah. 3 was the one that had the kangaroo with boxing gloves on. It is, but two, 3 was a bit weird. 2 was yeah. the boy. 2, two, 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 is, two is definitive. Two. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, definitive. Uh, Golden Axe was ace. It was. Um, but Streets of Rage was, I mean, even though it was on the same console, it came out on the same console, it was a generation apart yeah. almost. In, in terms of it, it's kind of, it's, it's, 
scope and it's i don't know it's, it's also execution it's just a, it's just a much more advanced video game it feels i think it's also very now as well like streets of rage 2 is the most synth wave thing you could possibly yes, very have true, like yeah. it's very very 2018 okay uh the final one is more of a discussion point which was about um in terms of games that let you plug the controllers into the cartridge, uh, <laughs> Dizzy Tennis was a better game than Micro Machines. What is going on here? Now, so I've, I've, I never played Dizzy Tennis. I, I googled Dizzy Tennis, <laughs> um, and all I got, there was literally nothing about a video game called Dizzy Tennis. It was just about lots of information on if you're a tennis player, what should you do Dude, if you keep get dizzy. getting dizzy? <laughs> is it drink a lot of squash? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you go. I don't. I don't even know. I, one thing I don't understand is is why there is a plethora of of like tennis related sort of brand association games. Why uh, do you always get that? I you get like know. Yoshi's Tennis for uh, some reason. I I don't know, but one of the best tennis games that ever existed, apart from maybe Virtua Tennis, which was really good, but yeah. um, Anna Kornikova Smash Court Tennis yes. on the pl- original PlayStation. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like it was arcadey. So like they all had big heads and would like right. you know okay. you could yeah, unlock nice. ridiculous. They you know the the tennis rackets were like twice the size of these, <laughs> and it was so much fun. So I, I I'd love a new one of those, uh, but ace well there you go ace hey. oh look at that there we go and a mensch for anacorn cover tennis who'd have thought oh, it so, it was so good right then boys i'm afraid it's that time again where i have to bid everybody adieu so uh, i'm gonna say thank you very much for coming and thank you for listening and andy cheerio bye bye see you bye. later Matt. bye everyone cheerio folks